Welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show, where you'll learn how to grow your team today. Join Ken Trupke and his guests as they discuss what works and doesn't work to grow your team in today's world. And now, your host, Ken Trupke. Hello, and welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show. Well, it's the end of January, and that probably means one of three things regarding your team's budget. First, you started back in Q4 of last year, nailed down your numbers with your team, and you've been tracking your budget to actual metrics all month. Two, you may or may not have started the budget process last year, but you're just now getting it finalized after getting your year-end numbers and seeing how January is going. Or three, you don't believe in budgets, so you neither have one nor do you plan to make one. Well, similar to personal or household budgets, budgets are important because they help you plan. It's the old adage, people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. So whether you want to buy a new car for yourself or open a new location for your business, you're more likely to hit your goals when you plan where the money is coming from and where the money is going to. But business budgets are very different in at least three ways from a personal budget. First is just the complexity and level of detail. Business budgets often include multiple business units or product lines and detailed expense categories like inventory, depreciation, and payroll that just don't apply to personal budgets. The second way is taxes. Everybody's familiar with income tax, but most people don't need to keep track of payroll tax or sales tax, but businesses do. And not planning for these expenses can be, well, expensive. And finally, reporting. Most people also don't produce personal or household financial statements like a balance sheet or income statement, but again, businesses do, and they often have to, to provide budgets and budget to actual updates throughout the year for stakeholders like owners, investors, and lenders. So why do we need a budget? There are many good reasons, and here are my top seven, starting with a couple big ones. So number seven, evaluate performance and make adjustments. When you have a budget, you can track your actual performance against it. Regularly tracking your budget allows you to see what's working and what's not, what's happening that you planned and what's not happening that you planned and why. And it allows you to take action. So assuming that you shared your budget with your team and maybe even had them help develop it, you can involve them now in identifying the variances and in making the necessary adjustments along the way. Number six, predicting and controlling expenses. Budgets help control expenses by identifying where your spending can be reduced or optimized, and this helps you to be sure that you're using your limited resources, we all have limited time, money, and energy, that you're using those limited resources efficiently. It also allows you to set expectations for salary adjustments. Whether you adjust compensation all at once, like at year-end or mid-year, or if you adjust teammates on their work anniversary or however you do it, Budgeting allows you to think about everyone at one time within the scope of how much you can afford to spend on your team. Salaries are always an important budget line item because no matter what business you're in, your team is your competitive advantage and you want to be sure your compensation is fair and in line with the market, especially for your most important and talented teammates. So predicting and controlling expenses, the budget process allows you to step back at the beginning of the year and look at all the things you're going to expense and make sure that you're allocating those resources properly. When you don't have a budget, and you're, then you're doing it piecemeal and as things come up, and that's just not as effective. So 
Number five, managing cash flow. Small businesses can often struggle with cash flow because you might make a big sale, but if the customer has 30 days to pay, and in the meantime, you need to pay for materials and people, you can run out of cash. And you may also have loans in place and a budget can help you plan for principal and interest payments. So managing cash flow, also a good reason to look ahead and using a budget. Number four, report to investors and lenders. So investors and lenders often, again, require that detailed budget to assess your health and the viability of your business before they even provide the funding. And when you're going through the year, they're going to want to see those budget to actual performances updates so that they know that you're on track and they can continue to feel good about the money they've lent you. And so those are often requirements of the loan that you'll provide annual, semi-annual, quarterly, whatever uh, financial statements and budget to actual updates. So reporting to lenders and investors is the fourth reason why you want to have a budget. All right. If you're still feeling like budgeting isn't something for you, those reasons weren't all that compelling. All right. Here's my top three reasons you need a budget. Number three, making decisions in total rather than piecemeal. And we kind of touched on this above, but a budget provides a solid foundation for making all your business decisions. You've got choices. You can expand your operations. You can hire new people. You can invest in equipment. And you, but you can't do everything. There's always trade-offs. And you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so when you look at everything, it's a chance to decide what are we going to do? And more importantly, what are we not going to do? There's always trade-offs. And you need to assess them by stepping back and looking all the trade-offs. And so you're making decisions in total rather than piecemeal. My number two most important reason to have a budget, take thoughtful advantage of opportunities. While we want to step back at the beginning of the year and look at all the things we think are possible and decide which ones we want to do, we can't know everything. And so something may come up along the year that you're like, wow, that's a great opportunity. We totally need to do that. Well, we want to be able to put that into perspective. We don't want to have pressure at the time of like, well, let's just go ahead and jump into this. Or I don't think we can. I don't think we have the money. With a budget, you've got a framework for looking at what money did you plan to come in and what has come in sales? What money has gone out and where has it gone out? Expenses and investments. And you can see how you're doing. You also know what you plan to do the rest of the year. So when these opportunities come up, Knowing where you plan to spend money, you have detailed information about what might not get done if you choose this opportunity. So listen, it's totally fine. And we want to take advantage of opportunities in the moment, but we also need to know what the trade-offs are. And we don't want to get stuck either seeing the opportunity, but feeling like we can't take advantage of it because we just don't know where we stand on things or not caring where we stand on things and just jumping into opportunities without a good understanding of what the trade-offs are, what now can't get done, what won't we have time, energy, or money to tackle if we tackle this thing. So kind of the flip side of number three, number three being make the decisions in total rather than piecemeal. Well, now, now that we know everything in what we want, thought we wanted to do, now number two, we can take advantages of opportunities as they come up because we've thought about everything that we knew about. Now we can plug in these things as they come up that we didn't know about and still take that holistic approach. All right, still not convinced? Here we go. My number one reason to have a budget. Budgets get 
owners and investors aligned with leadership and it gets leadership aligned with the team. It helps everybody to know that we've made decisions about how to allocate this limited time, money, and energy. It helps everyone know that we've, and have confidence that we've considered the options, we've considered the trade-offs, and these are the intentional decisions that we're making. So when people come to you and say, hey, what do you think about X? Or, or do you think Y is a good idea? We can say, yes, we've considered those and here's what we've chosen to do and here's what we've chosen to not do. Or maybe we hadn't considered that. Maybe it is a new idea and say, listen, we've already considered everything that was that we thought of and that we knew about and that didn't make the list. But maybe it makes sense. Maybe this is one of those opportunities and you want to grab it and say, okay, well, we have everything planned out for the rest of the year. Let's plug this in and look at it against all the things we've already chosen to do and see if we want it to replace something we're already doing or if we have to say no to this too. Listen, these what, what people are going to bring you and other ideas that are out there aren't going to be bad ideas. Nobody says, hey, what do you think about this? And you're like, that's a terrible idea. We should consider that. No, if it's a terrible idea, we don't consider it. It's only because it is a good idea because it does seem to have potential that we look at it, but to have a, so to have a budget allows us to look at it in a context. We can say, yes, that's a good idea. And how does it compare to the other things we already looked at that were good ideas that we chose to do? Does it replace one of them or are those things still more important to us than this new idea? And it helps the team to stay aligned so that we all know what we chose to focus on and we all know what we're choosing to not focus on. So if you've never created a budget, but at least now are open to the idea, the obvious next question is, well, how do I get started? So I recommend that you start the budget at a very high level. Start with four major categories and just put some numbers on paper. So the first is top line sales. Just what do you think you're going to do in revenue this year? And you can look at last year and say, I know we're going to get two or three bigger contracts this year, or I know it's going to probably be about a 5% growth. Whatever it is, just get a sales number on the paper. Next, cost of sales or variable costs. In, in most businesses, there's some proportionate cost that goes with every dollar of sales. So for every new dollar of sales, it costs you 10 cents to get that sale. It costs you 90 cents to get that sale, 50 cents, whatever it is, whatever your variable cost is. So for every dollar, it costs me 50 cents. So my Variable costs are going to be 50 cents on, so I said, I'm going to do a million dollars next year. I'm going to have half a million dollars in variable cost. Next, general or fixed costs. You have things like rent or payments on equipment, interest payments, things that don't vary with sales. Things that whether you sell something, don't sell something, sell a lot, sell a little, you're going to pay this same amount, whatever those are. So your general fixed cost. And then fourth is labor cost, your team. What are you going to pay in salaries next year, salaries and benefits? And again, you take probably what you had last year, if you're going to add a couple people, and then whatever you're planning for on compensation adjustments, raises. So you get those four numbers, top line sales, the variable cost of those sales, fixed costs, general costs, and then your labor costs. Now from there, you can build a quick income statement by saying sales minus variable costs gets us to gross margin. And then I subtract fixed costs and salaries to get a net operating margin. And now you can see how does that net operating margin look? Is that about where I thought? Is that better or worse than last year? Am I satisfied with that? And now you've got the levers to start pulling. You can say, well, if I want a better number, I need to either 
reduce costs or increase sales. Those are really the, the, the major things to do here. So can you grow sales? If so, what costs like direct materials or customer support might you need to add to support that? Uh, can we afford to open a new location in Q2 or should we push that out to Q4? You can start making some adjustments to those budgeted numbers to change them to get the, the operating profit that you're looking for. Now, obviously from there, you can split it open into all the detailed line items. Look at all your detailed fixed costs. Look at your specific variable costs. Look at your specific people in the salaries. Look at specific sales that might happen. But just to get started, just take it at a high level. Even if you only budget at that high level with four or five numbers this year and track against that, you'll be able to accomplish a lot of what we've talked about today. You don't necessarily need to get down to every single line item in your income statement to have an effective budget. And finally, remember, no matter how much time you spend on your budget, it will be wrong. And that's okay. We're trying to predict the future, essentially. And we're using the past as an indicator, and we're using our best guess of the future as another indicator. And we're combining that knowledge of the past with our predictions of the future, but we're going to be wrong. As General Dwight Eisenhower put it over 80 years ago, plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. And I share that quote with clients to remind them that it's not about getting it right, although we do want to be as accurate as we can. It's not about getting it right. It's about going through the process of thinking about our company first at a high level and then drilling down and thinking about it at greater levels of detail. And that's going to give us the benefits that we talked about on the episode. So that's why you need a budget and how to get started. If you have questions or would like some help, please reach out. And in the meantime, that brings us to the end of another Clarity Advisor show. Thank you so much for joining. Whatever questions or comments you have, please leave those on the platform where you're listening or watching right now. Please leave a review on the platform you're listening or watching right now if you haven't already. And if you have, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on the Clarity Advisor Show. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Clarity Advisor Show. Clarity Advisors is a speaking, training, and consulting firm specializing in helping you simplify your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Connect with Clarity Advisors today to learn more about how they can help you improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success.